Motorcycles just make sense for some people. From their design to their functionality, they just work. But for Max Doring, starting a company where he designs, constructs, and markets leather saddlebags for motorcycles isn't as simple. It began in the summer of 1961 when he visited family in the United Kingdom. A group of bikers traveling around Scotland on these Triumphs and BSAs and Nortons and just thought how cool that was. These guys, you know, these low bars, that European look, their girls on the back hanging on real tight, you know, and cruising around the highlands of Scotland. So that's where it really started. When we came back from England, then, of course, I started mowing lawns and shoveling sidewalks, trying to scrape up some money. And I bought a, it was about a 1962 Honda in 1965. So I was 15. And I think I paid about $300 for it. Motorcycles didn't end for Max. After returning from the service in 1972, Max bought his first big bike, a brand new Harley-Davidson. This bike took Max to an important event, the 1977 helmet protest at Madison. Thousands upon thousands of bikers gathered in Madison to repeal the state's mandatory helmet law. Max saw this as a chance to merge his skills as a cobbler with his hobby of motorcycling. During the college days, I was that was the only time I was politically active in my life and was actually in the Capitol Rotunda when the gavel came down and we repealed the helmet law. So it was some of the most fun motorcycling days because it gave us a rallying point. And actually that last year, I think it was 77, we repealed that helmet law. There were so many motorcycles coming into Madison from Chicago and Milwaukee and the north that the freeway was actually shut down. And so I knew that everybody was going to be taking their helmets off and would need some alternative headgear. Of course, the leather hats, Snoopy hats, the biker hats and things. And so I had my patterns ready when that gavel came down and the law was repealed. Max started making saddlebags soon after. Starting with simple throw-over leather bags, Max soon designed a metal-backed one. But in the early 80s, a chance meeting at a swap meet began a new era for Max. I was at a swap meet in Denver in the early 80s, and a Harley dealer came up to me and said, if you can make a leather bag for that motorcycle and pointed to an Electroglide, you'll make tons of money. And I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, they had redesigned this Harley in 1980, what we call the Rubber Glide, and they had put the battery down underneath the saddlebag and then the shocks were down underneath the saddlebag. So we had to have a way of getting around brakes, around shocks, and around this big battery box. So I looked at that bike and I thought, oh wow, how are we gonna do that? We took a stock pair of fiberglass bags that were on that Electroglide, cut them apart to take the back off that bag with the indentations for the shock, the indentations for the battery, and then we added our little bits and pieces on and that was the first fiberglass back bag and that probably we had it online about 84 somewhere in there and that bag really launched us when we put that ad in the motorcycle magazines 
the phone didn't quit ringing. It just took us from a local, regional business to a national business overnight. But I guess it wasn't that intimidating. You just run with it. You just go for it because it was that chance. It was that opportunity to supply in everybody in the world with leather cuts. When businesses reach national recognition, some begin to ask these questions. How do we cut costs, find cheaper materials, and produce more products? But Max didn't ask these questions. He asked a different one. Why not make something that stands out rather than something that fades away? Every other saddlebag maker takes a lightweight piece of leather and puts this ABS plastic on the inside to kind of help keep it shaped. And they even make the back, their molded back that everybody's copied from us. We were the first ones that ever did this molded back. But we made ours out of fiberglass, much stronger. And we continued to use the fiberglass. And then we use this big, heavy saddlery leather instead of this lightweight little flimsy stuff. So I think that's what really catches people's attention when they get it they open it up it's it's a real luxurious leather that's what they're really amazed at just to you know the heavy dutiness of them they are truly an iron bag that's been his motto rather than make something make the best you can and that's what max had to do create something that never gets old that for over 30 years is still part of the same community he calls family a Harley never gets old. You can stick a Harley in your garage for 20 years, pull it out, go to Sturgis, and haven't missed a thing. You fit right in, no matter what your Harley you have. So that is what's unique about the Harley culture. It is joining a family. It's not like riding a Honda or Kawasaki or something. It's a Harley. 